This just in. Aaron Rodgers bought a tube of toothpaste. Aaron Rodgers, I'm told, has received permission to speak with the Jets. According to my sources. This is Rodgers Watch 2023 on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. When it comes to me, they don't know. All right, Watchers Watch 2023. So I think Aaron Rodgers is doing the Midwestern goodbye. <laughs> you guys know what that is? It takes you a while. Oh, must be time to go. I think I'm going to leave. And you kind of maybe you slap your slap your knees, you stretch a little bit, you linger, you say you're going to leave, and you just never get the hell out. That's what Rodgers is doing, the Midwestern goodbye. You're excited about this idea of Aaron playing for the Jets. I am. I'm excited for him playing anywhere except for Green Bay. Yeah. So one of the pieces of audio we didn't get to last week because the Mark Murphy comments hit about 4 in the afternoon where the Brewers came on, and that became sort of the thing. Uh, I <laughs> This was on social media last week. It's members of the Jets trying to manifest Aaron Rodgers to New York. So this is Sauce Gardner, who's a great defensive player, second-year pro, uh, the rookie wide receiver, Garrett Wilson, who I'm sure would love to be receiving passes from anybody other than who he had last year. Uh, and uh, Brees Hall, who is a young running back who got injured last year but was really off to a nice start, performed very well at Lambeau Field. So so here they are burning a cheese head to try and manifest Rodgers to New York. Hey, so as y'all can see, man, we outside right now. My dog, Brees, Brees in the cut. Brees just pulled up. Now, over, we got G5 over here, man. Not only is this the first time we burning the cheese head, this is our first time lighting a fire pit in it. It ain't going good. Hey, hey, how you feeling? You good? Good, man. Good. Ready to burn this thing. You know it. Are we outside? We outside right now. Hey, hold on, hold on. Let me get the camera. Let me see. First of all, hey, how, how would y'all feel if A-Rod was on, was on the offensive side of the ball, man? First of all, throwing you dots, handing you the ball off, throwing you them swing routes, them wheel routes. They're going to open it up for me. So they're going to be scared of them. Boom, hand me off the ball. We smooth. Scary. Super Bowl. Right, hey, how would you feel getting them dots? Man, I just know it's going to be precise. It's okay. the main thing I think about when I think about A-Rod. So. <laughs> yeah, quarterback was a tough position for the Jets last yeah. year. So I understand the appeal and excitement about a guy like Aaron Rodgers coming to New York, but that's what they were doing last week. Players were burning cheese heads. <laughs> just, of course they were. Yeah, they're going to have the weirdest quarterback in the league, that's for sure. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, They might. So the latest is that Trey Wingo's reporting a deal is, quote, done between the Packers and Jets. Other members of the media have not jumped on this story the same way that Trey has. But keep in mind, do you remember when Aaron was on Pat McAfee a couple of weeks ago? And saying, look, I respect Ian Rappaport, I respect Adam Schefter, but they don't know me and they don't know blank. Yep. Right? I, it, it would not surprise me in the least for Aaron Rodgers to protect the information that he is holding and maybe share it with a guy like Trey Wingo, who was right about the Jets meeting with Aaron Rodgers in California last week. He's the one who broke that news, by the way. So his sources are kind of in the know, and his sources might be the quarterback himself, a guy who is... I don't know, ridden out of ESPN, who Aaron Rodgers is maybe siding up to a little bit. I, it would not surprise me if the news that Wingo tweeted came from Aaron. More on the Rodgers situation as we head through the afternoon. Thank you, Greg. A couple of big, prominent businesses being forced out of their downtown headquarters. We'll tell you what's going in there, how this is playing out, and what it means for downtown in general. Mark Cass, the editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal, with us live in the studio up next. When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go. The transformation downtown continues. Gruber Law Offices and Marcus Corporation looking for new places to call their headquarters. 
because the 100 East is going to be turned into apartments. Mark Hess is the editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal, and he is with us. Hey, Mark. I'm here to talk about that. I thought I was here to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Aren't we always? Isn't that all we do is talk about Aaron Rodgers? Do you hope he stays or do you hope he goes? I hope he goes. There is no doubt in my mind. He's Why? Gone. Because he's worn out as welcome. He's just not fun anymore. And come on, John, let's be honest. He's won, but not at the level yeah. that's really necessary. And let's try Jordan Love because he's not going to be there for long, right? I mean, no matter. I mean, if he comes back, I mean, it's one year, maybe two. I mean, it's just time for a change. I'm with you. I'm completely with you because otherwise we lose Love and he is yep. definitely the future. Right. I mean, let's try it. What the heck? It couldn't be worse, right? I right. Mean, they didn't make the playoffs last year. Exactly, and and it was on him. It was. I mean, he played bad. I mean, I mean, I, I, mean I blame. I mean, I blame him, and I blame you. So I mean, I mean, it's got to be. Well, you blame me for everything, that. pretty much. Yeah. I don't think you've ever given me credit for anything, though. Well, well why would I? Good to have you on the show. That was Mark Cass, everybody. <laughs> That's right. Thanks for coming back. <laughs> I'm afraid to say anything. I don't want to get hazed. Yeah, be careful. Uh, I want to ask you about this news that uh, you guys broke. I read this in the Milwaukee Business Journal. About 100 East. Yeah. So a couple of very high-profile yep. Milwaukee companies have their headquarters in there, and they're going to be moving out. What's going on with the building? High-rise building right in the heart of the city, right on water in Wisconsin, John. It's going to become apartments. Jeez, I'm shocked. You know, just happening all over the downtown. You're seeing it You're seeing it all over. You're seeing it with the Heinz Project, which is right up the street on Water Street, uh, right in the Third Ward. You're seeing it at the Couture. You saw it with the Ascent. You saw it with Nova. You've basically seen it all over downtown, these new high-rise, really kind of apartments that have just become everywhere and it's going to just really things to watch this was i mean this is obviously a great location but it'll be interesting to see how they convert an older office building like this into apartments with smaller floor plates smaller apartments but i'm sure at a very high level of rent this is good for landlords is yes. this good for downtown is it good that we convert all these buildings to apartment buildings? well i would say because of what's happening in the building now which is not much yes it is because it is in foreclosure now i mean it's in court something had to happen they're only about half full I mean, so something had to happen there. So maybe to try residential really makes some sense. What I've been asking about for the past few months is who's going to live in all these apartments? I mean, at some point you're going to overburn. There's only a, there's only a certain number of us who are moving from the suburbs into downtown. We're not growing our number overall in Milwaukee area a lot. So who's going to live in these apartments? And then, you know, kind of what happens to them long term? So the Marcus Corporation will need 40,000 square yeah. feet for their headquarters. Gruber Law Office is in there. They're almost another 20,000 right. feet. Yep. Is there a lot of that class of business office yeah. space available downtown? There, I mean, there is because of COVID. Think of, think, think of what happened because of COVID. A lot of companies shrunk their space. I mean, a lot of companies are out there right now trying to lease their space. So, yeah, I don't see a problem with that really being absorbed and really probably, and really probably will help the market. I mean, you, I, mean I don't think you're going to see any new construction for a long time in terms of new office buildings, majority of companies are looking at their space and saying, well, if my employees are only here three days a week and my employees are only here four days a week, I don't need 20,000 square feet. I don't need 20,000 square feet. Maybe I need 12,000, maybe I need 16,000. I'm hearing more and more companies who are trying what's called a, a hotel concept. And what that means is you don't have a desk. I mean, you come in each day and you just work where you work. You can work in the lobby. You can work in work in a hallway, you can work at a desk, you just come and sit down. You're seeing more and more of that, which I heard happened here, but, I, you know. but uh, That's a different story. That's a different story. But, you know, I mean, becoming more common, which which means less space. So, I, you know, I don't think that's a problem. The problem for me, kind of long-term, is wh- who's going to live in all these units? And and will they be able to be affordable? Right. Because I feel like... They're on the high you- end. There's no doubt. More and more of the units that are being right now built are on the high end. What I think is going to happen is kind of like when you see retail and we see restaurants, when you see a lot of people kind of around, who steps up their game? So the older the older ones who are all over the downtown, whether it's over on the east side, kind of the near north side of downtown, 
older buildings are going to have to step up. They're going to have to improve their properties. They're going to have to spend money on the units. They're going to have to offer incentives, whether it's free rent, you know, something to get these people in there, just because you can't fill all these units. Mark Cassie, editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal, so also being reported today by Sean Ryan in the Milwaukee Business Journal, is that at the same time, the Marcus Corporation yeah. is putting a marquee piece of real right. estate downtown on the water, on the market. Tell us about what we know. Yeah, this one's fascinating for me because I've been watching it for years. It's right, basically, 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 if you think about where you, where, kind of where you cross the river near McKinley, it's right there. A uh, high-profile site had been talked about a lot of times for a movie theater. You know, how many years have we asked for having a theater right in the heart of the city? Well, well, I mean, clearly with COVID, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen anymore. So having that site up, you could have residential there because, you're again, you're right along the river. Great views. You're not far from Brewers Hill and kind of what's happened up that way. So I think that really has a chance to be just up the hill. There's, I mean, there's been talk for, for years about a high-rise right next to the Housing Authority building with Housing again, obviously with these residential. Also, when you go across the river, right near the arena, kind of what's going on in the Deer yeah. District, they would love to have an apartment building there. So, I mean, if you want to live in the heart of the city over the next few years, you're not going to have a problem. There's going to be lots of units available. That is a great location. With Mayor Cavalier Johnson doing his Doing his push, one million. Yeah, yeah one for million one million. Yep. Do these apartments play into that? Yeah. Is that a realistic tactic? To- I think it helps because if you're trying to draw young, you know, younger People, kind of younger adults who want to live in the heart of the city, I think it helps. But again, how long does that last? A lot of the younger adults that you see, when once they have kids and, and obviously have families, they're moving out to the suburbs. So kind of who lives in these long term? So yeah, I mean, it helps. Anything, anything we can do to draw in more individuals into this community is good for the city. My question, again, is we have this surge of apartments at a high end. I'm kind of at what point are we... Oversaturated. You're right. You make an interesting point because the young people want to be in the city. Then the people in the middle, like me and Sandy, move out to the suburbs. And then when you get really old, like you, wait a second, you move middle. back in the city. You're as old as I am. Last time I checked, I think. Look at that gray hair he's got. No, going I don't know. I, uh, I, I have hair. <laughs> hair dye. That's okay. No problem. Uh, you know, is really, that a problem? Like, yeah, how do you attract it is. It is. every demographic group to live right. in your city? And he continues to double down on this million number, right. which is a which, which is a I big think, number. I think it's a I think it's a great kind of message to have out there. Be you know wanting people to live here. The problem is. To have a lot of people to live in the heart of the city, you have to have schools. You have to have open space. You need green space and parks. I mean, a lot of my friends, a lot of the people I know over the years who had kids who lived downtown quickly moved out to the suburbs because of that. Schools and green space and a yard. You want that for your kids, right? You can't have that if you live in a, live in, if you live in an apartment building, right? So I think... I think that's a hard one to really overcome, John. What you got to do is you got to bring in more young professionals, and you got to hold on to those young professionals from Marquette and from and really from other universities. Have them stay here, have them live in those buildings, and then on the other end, I mean, instead of moving to Arizona, moving to Florida, hope some of these older couples, older than me, of course, live downtown. <laughs> even though I do now too. So, Mark, you kind of uh, Sandy alluded to this, you know, affordable housing. How yeah. much of Mayor Cavalier Johnson's legacy and success will lie on not only getting the big high-end apartment yeah. complexes downtown, but making sure there's affordable housing stock Key. in the rest of the city. Really important, and it's something we hear over and over again from from all the companies, all the people. I mean, all the companies who who are downtown, who are in the area, who want workers. Some of them are not, you know, obviously on the high end. They're looking for kind of the middle income or the lower income people. So it's so important to have that. You've seen it around the arena. We've seen it on the near north side. You need more of it in the in the area. So the people who work at the Third Street Market Hall, the people who work at a restaurant, the people who work at Kohl's, are just going to open, you know, right next door, can live near where they work, who can walk 
right? I mean, how important is that? You need more of that throughout the city. You just, I mean, high-end housing is great, yeah, but it doesn't really kind of help that need. Your wife's a wonderful woman. You ought to buy her a place at 100 East. You I know, mean, she deserves I, it. She deserves a lot of things. I'm not sure if that's on the list, but, you know, we'll have to see. You know, she is very wonderful, but, you know, we love our place. We love downtown. I will say for those people who are looking at downtown, we, you know, I made the move about four years ago. It's been incredible. It's been a lot of fun. I mean, I love it. You know, John, someday I'll get you out of the falls, kind of living in the mansion that you have out there to come downtown. <laughs> Please. So that would be really cool. But, you know. I would. Li- I am jealous when you talk about it sometimes. You can yeah. walk to everything. You can walk to everything. Can... I mean, it's just a nice kind of lifestyle to have. The issue is you need more of us. You need more, yep. m- more individuals. I mean, I have other friends who kind of moved out of their homes who live in condos in Franklin, who live in condos in Heartland. And you're like, okay, I mean, I get that, but wouldn't it be nice to be right in the heart of the city? Yes, where you can walk to all the cool exactly, stuff. Exactly, right. Mark Cass is the editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. The articles we've discussed, you can find on their website. Subscribe. It's uh, always good stuff. Mark, thank you so much. Always good to be here. I'm not going to do one of those long now kind of goodbyes. No, I'm going to do, goodbye. do a short goodbye, to John, just for you. <laughs> good to catch up, Mark. Thank right. you. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. How are you guys feeling today? Did you survive moving the clock an entire hour? I can't believe you're vertical. Are you I've all right? seen you yawning all day. Don't even <laughs> act like that, John Mercure. You have been yawning. We have been joking about, oh, it wouldn't be bad to take a nap, would it? And uh, I've seen other coworkers. Uh, some, some of our teammates have looked a little bleary-eyed. Hey, I was up at four this morning. See? Yeah. And that means <laughs> after, after you lost an hour of sleep. So I'm just saying yeah, that's it rough. all contributes. That's not fun. It all contributes. So I, I would say that this Monday, we're all dragging a little bit. Yeah, I'd say that's an accurate depiction. Yeah. So what can we do about it on this Monday? Oh, do you realize that the day after the return of Daylight Saving Time is always National Napping Day? Yeah! Slash Workplace Napping Day. Oh. <laughs> you got a little place you can... You, I'm telling you, I used to work multiple jobs I used to fantasize about a nap, about curling up right under my desk, because I'm like, nobody would see me. Like they just wouldn't right know. Exactly, just 25 minutes. Just 25 minutes. I never did it. Okay, so, so I was it, really tempted. Is that the perfect length for a nap for you? 25 minutes? Or you know, is it an hour? No, a perfect nap for me is going to be like a REM cycle, I think. But okay. I have Really? Slept. So, so you're a short napper and that works for you? No, REM cycle is oh, like oh, 90 all right. minutes. All right, I yeah. misunderstood you. Me, yeah. me too. I got to go for... A perfect nap for me is like two hours. Sure. Because by the time you gently fall asleep and then gently wake up. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I have occasionally done what I call the power nap that's like 20 minutes. And those... But I can't make myself I feel worse. Do it. When I sleep for 20 or 30 minutes, which I've done a couple times too, I feel worse. I feel like I haven't been asleep. I feel out of it. I... I what was getting you? grumpy and groggy. Mike once said to me, just take a nap. And I said, no, that'll make me drowsy. Yes. He thought that was one of the funniest <laughs> things he'd ever heard. It'll make you tired. It you can't will. Do it. <laughs> so for me, it's a, it's a setting. I don't take many naps, but occasionally. So for me, the perfect setting is a nice, comfortable couch that we have. Couch. I can hear birds chirping. I have golf on TV, yep. so the birds are supplemented by the birds I'm hearing on the television. It's the soothing announcements of Jim Nance calling a tournament. And I'm just sort of drifting away in and out. I don't know if I've really fallen asleep, but I certainly don't know anything that has happened over a period of time. And then it's like, well, what? That was like 40 minutes, and I don't. I just don't know what happened. I may have fallen asleep. I may have not. 
But, but do I you feel, feel refreshed? Yes, very much And so. then Riley and Kendall come and jump on. Damn! Right, hey, yeah, right. Dad, right. Can we play basketball? Dinner, go for but a walk or whatever. Yeah, that's the setting up the easy doze. Because like, if it's a quiet room and I'm like, I'm laying down flat on my back on my bed, like that's not relaxing. That's, I might be tired, but like, I think a couch is the key to a really good nap. Mm. I worked the morning shift, like I think we all did. And I was constantly tired those three years. I yeah. never felt like I was not tired. And I tried napping. I tried to make that my routine because I'm a night guy. So I'm still going to go to bed at like 9 or 10. I'm going to stay up till 10, even though I have to get up at 3. And then I'd build in trying to take a nap every day. And I never got in the routine. And the nap made me feel worse sometimes than better. And it's maybe it's because I never tried it on National Napping Day. There you go. Or you just didn't do it regularly enough. But napping is scientifically proven to boost productivity better than coffee or energy drinks. Even during the work day? Especially <laughs> at work. Sure. Right. Instead of that 3 o'clock snack, take a 3 o'clock nap. I just have one request. Can you guys please never sleep between 3 and 6? <laughs> Can do No it. problem. You're going to take a nap at work, please. Do it before 3 o'clock. Most exciting part of the day. I'm good for this. It is 444 at WTMJ. Uh, there's been a lot of tweeting activity related to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers himself has been active on Twitter, and we're getting bits and pieces of what the next 24 hours might look like. The latest on Aaron Rodgers up next right here on WTMJ. The Aaron Rodgers saga continues. Woke up this morning to uh, see Rob Domovsky as I logged onto Twitter about 10 o'clock saying, the Jets and the Packers have no idea what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. We all came in and thought, oh my gosh, this is a big day in the league calendar. Something could happen today. And then a couple of hours later, Trey Wingo, sportscaster, tweeted out and said, it's done. Rodgers going to the Jets. And since then, it's been very quiet. There was a flurry of activity Around here, I can tell oh you, as gosh. soon as somebody said, Trey Wingo just tweeted, people <laughs> yeah. scattered. It was like some like, paper Whoa. started flying, toilets started <laughs> flushing, like immediately yes. things started happening around here. So that was the tweet that came out in the 2 o'clock hour. Trey Wingo saying, quote, hearing Rogers to the Jets is done, a component of his tweet. Didn't get into trade compensation or anything like that, and that's a complicated piece to the puzzle here. Um, but I, there's still a lot of chatter about, boy, Aaron is holding... Holding the Packers hostage. I, I don't know that he is. He might be holding the Jets hostage in this situation because we still don't know if Aaron wants to play. But I think the Packers have made it very clear that they're moving on to Jordan Love. So trade, retire, I, to the Packers, I, what's the difference, right? They get compensation in one. He retires. They still owe him a little bit of money. Like, Jordan Love will be the starting quarterback next year in Green Bay. So it, it, to me, if I'm a, a Jets fan, I'm a little bit more come on now, can we get this thing moving, than I am if I'm a Packers fan. I think the Packers have made their stance very clear. And I kind of feel like the Packers fans are like, oh, just figure it out. Yeah, Just <laughs> right. figure please. it out. Just the finality just of it all, yeah. right? I mean, the finality. But, you know, Sandy, you brought up a good point. What if another team were to, like, sweep in here? Is that possible? It, it, it certainly is, but I would say over the last week and a half, maybe less than that. Some teams have started to make up their own mind. Okay, so New Orleans was first, and they decided to go with Derek Carr. Derek Carr had met with the Jets, so the Jets missed out on that. How serious were they remains unclear to me. But nonetheless, Derek Carr ends up with the New Orleans Saints. The Raiders today inked a deal with Jimmy Garoppolo. So they have found their quarterback, and somehow Devontae Adams has gone from yeah. <laughs> from Aaron to Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo wow. in one move. 
And people were Vegas. shouting Raiders at that golf outing, weren't they? Yes, as a potential landing spot. Okay. And that's the dot connecting with Aaron and Devontae Adams. Uh, the other team you have to pay attention to, the Carolina Panthers. Well, they just made a trade with the Bears to get the number one overall pick. I guarantee they're going to draft a quarterback. They may mm. not hang out at that pick, but they're going to draft a quarterback. Uh, I, there potentially are some other teams that, that could sweep in, but I, I don't think it's likely. So I, who has more leverage? Is it the Packers? Is it the Jets? I, I don't know. I, it feels like the Jets are sort of bidding against themselves, and the Packers don't have a lot of other suitors for Aaron Rodgers. But it doesn't take much for one team to sweep in. I think the Jets would like to get this done sooner than later. But I would be less nervous if I'm a Packers fan and more nervous if I'm a Jets fan the longer it drags out. Yeah, but this could also be part of the the issue here is that no other teams that we know of have been involved. So the Jets don't have to pay top dollar, probably. If they believe no one else is involved, they don't have the leverage. So... I, I, I misspoke. They, the Packers, don't have the leverage if no one else is involved. Well, the so only the Jets are not going to be willing to overpay. I, I think you're right on that, and I, I think the only leverage the Packers would have is, well, I guess we could keep him and make Aaron the backup if they really get lowballed. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. But it, it's very clear to me the Packers quarterback next year will be Jordan Love. So run through the calendar again. So today was a big day because the legal tampering period opens where teams can talk to players but not sign them. What, how does the rest of the week play out? Yeah, so it's uh, one of the great oxymorons in sports. Legal tampering. <laughs> it's uh, now open in the NFL. So all these deals that you may have heard about over the last week, week and a half, uh, you can agree to those deals in principle at the start of the legal tampering period, but nothing becomes final until the league year begins on Wednesday at 3 o'clock. Now, my big question is, why not just open the doors at 11 o'clock on Monday and just right, have at it, right? right? To, right. To, to me, it's senseless. I don't know why the NFL does this. Maybe they bleed a little more coverage out of it. But but those are the big days of the week. Legal tampering open at 11 a.m. The league year begins at 3 o'clock on Wednesday. And teams want to get a jump start on their free agent pitches, right? So that that's where these next couple of days become important. And and I think it's more than just the Packers and Jets that are trying to figure out their plan of attack. Aaron's a pretty big domino in the NFL, and it could affect how teams decide to bulk up. If Aaron's a quarterback in New York, now all of a sudden I'm the Bills saying, okay, do we, do we have the right defense here? Now I'm looking at Miami saying, mm-hmm. do we have the right defense here? Right, That's a different quarterback than the Jets have had. So it it does where he goes affect more than just the teams involved in the trade. A question from the text line that maybe you know the answer to. I thought last year there was a big deal made by local sports people that if Green Bay were to trade Rodgers before June of any NFL year, before June, that team would incur a bunch of extra salary cap penalties. So why doesn't that seem to matter this year? Why are we talking about trading him this year before June? Okay, so you're right. So pre-June 1st, it's a $40-plus million cap hit for the Packers. They owe a lot of money for the guy to go away. After June 1st, $15.5-ish million, it, it becomes much less. But here's the thing. Contracts exist on paper, and you know what happens all the time? They get ripped up <laughs> and they get restructured. And do you need to read that coming up. I you, hope not. You got that memorized. <laughs> I'll do that from uh, yeah. it, oh gosh, oh, I ripped it again. We're in trouble. Yeah. Um, so for me, a part of this deal, Aaron going to the Jets, which I do believe will happen, will require some sort of contract restructuring. And then who's going to pay Aaron what? That that's still a big deal. How much are the Packers on the hook for? How much do the Jets absorb? But believe me when I say this, 
if a team has no salary cap room, just wait a week and they'll have it. Yep. Like the money gets moved around all the time. Contracts get restructured all of the time. Every team is doing it to try and be financially uh, in the right position, best position to make the moves they want to make. So on paper today, yes, that's the case. But to me, no deal gets done without a restructure. It is 4.55 at WTMJ. Hey, coming up during the 5 o'clock hour, you've probably heard about the bank that went under in California. Another bank went under in New York. What does that mean locally here for us? You've probably got some money in a bank. Dave Spano, one of the brightest guys I know, president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management, will be with us live in the studio. Also during the 5 o'clock hour, who had a good weekend? And Brian Nisnansky. Uh, going to be active around here maybe later on in the week. What does that look like? Niz is with us after the news at 530. Business headlines up next right here on WTMJ.